Welcome to Motherhood on Tap, the podcast for mamas who laugh their way through the struggles of parenting. I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Welcome back, lady. I'm back. Sans belly. Sans belly. Baby's at home getting some sleep with her sisters and her dad. Yes, she should be... Well, she, for some reason, she's been having more of a wait times, like, between 5 and, like, 8, 8.30. But I think it's mm-hmm. because they're home from school and... All my friends are here. The chaos. She's, like, looking around like, I have no idea what that noise is, but it sounds familiar. The pitter-patter are big sisters. Yes. The more they scream, the more she's, like... I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't even flinch. She just looks for them. She's so freaking cute. All right. We will get all into baby Brianna. But first, as I burp. Yes. <laughs> what are we drinking? I, it was probably something very hard for me to pronounce. It is. Like you always do. <laughs> Again, I don't know French. Like from our first episode, you're like, what are we drinking? Les <laughs> I cannot pronounce the name of this. La Perrionaire. It is white. It's basically Blanc Majesty, which I'm assuming in Italian is... Um, white Majesty? Or Magical White. Or majestic. Or Majestic White. Something. Anyway, it's white. It's white wine, and it's good. And it it's even says... <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so Pamela is treating herself This to- is my first drink, y'all, so have fun. You really want to pull yeah. up a chair for this. And I, I gave her a very heavy pour. You I'm basically totally fine have, with that. You basically had two glasses of wine in that I know, glass. I know I do, and I'm totally fine with that. And I have still preggers over here. I've got a nice glass of kiwi, strawberry... Juicy juice. Juicy juice. I believe it was juicy juice. With a tiny splash of the wine in it, just, just for, just I for mean, flavor. It is just a splishy splish. It's so good. Cheers! Cheers, and we're drinking them out of my cute pink tonk silicone cups that I got from my FabFit Funbrox, which I need to reach out to them to sponsor us. Mm, these are super cute, and that's really tasty. Yeah, they're dishwasher and microwave safe. I guess so. If you want to have like a spiked mm-hmm. uh, chocolate, you can nice nuke these. Although I will say, I feel like I'm having to concentrate extra hard because <laughs> they're just a little bit squishier than like a plastic cup or something yes. like that. And I'm like, I don't want to accidentally. It <laughs> is. It is a little flimsy. So hopefully I won't get too drunk and like grab it too tight and fling mm-hmm. it all over myself. So, do we have crap from the internet? We do, just because it's been a while. I see, I'm at home, obviously, so I've seen a lot of random stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you but got a lot of time to scroll through some news feeds. I do. And um, that came across this just because it, this was actually in the national news. This was not part of weird news. What? Um, but let's just put it out there. Like, this is like one of those moral questions that somebody would ask you. If you, Sarah... Mm-hmm. Had money deposited into your bank account that you know you didn't have, wasn't yours, mm-hmm. would you A, call the bank and be like, this is incorrect, this is not my money, and get it all fixed, or B, go on a spending spree and have all attention drawn to you? I'd like to say that I'm someone who would notify people. If it was like a small amount, like if it was like 
20 bucks or something. What if it's $120,000? I would message someone because I wouldn't want someone to think that I was like being paid to commit murder or something like that. <laughs> and, and plus that amount of money, someone's going to notice it eventually. Yes. If not the bank, then the IRS. <laughs> True. Yes. So. Did I answer correctly? I think so. Because <laughs> um, someone's going to notice it's gone. Someone's going to notice that you're spending a whole lot of money. Someone's going to miss it. And again, I don't want them to murder me because they think I intentionally stole their money. Yeah. And if there was a large amount of money deposited in my bank account, like that amount, I would definitely call the bank and be like, well, I didn't. I, this is not mine. Yeah, I would. Uh, this isn't mine. I don't want it. You, you can tell that I watch way too much and listen to way too much true crime. Me too. Because I can always see like how this will ultimately end my demise somehow. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think about that. But yeah, 100 120k that that probably would equal a good hitman or something going on so so did someone find themselves in this situation yes a couple in pennsylvania did they're facing theft charges after the bank accidentally deposited more than a hundred thousand dollars actually it was a hundred and twenty thousand to be exact into their account because they spent most of the money on items ranging from an suv to a race car at least they went big they yeah there's no big big go big or go home they went mm-hmm. ahead and now they're in some pretty hot water so what happened is the money was deposited into their bank account um i won't say the bank's name it is a big commercial bank mm-hmm. um even though it's in the oh it's bbnt it's in the article well, so. does, it, does it does it rhyme with shmbnt yeah shmbnt <laughs> um <laughs> On May 31st, it was put in by mistake by a teller. So somebody was depositing 120k, mm-hmm. but the teller put it in the wrong account. I was gonna, I was wondering if they knew what the so it wasn't. Was. It wasn't like a computer glitch or anything like that. Yeah. Because you hear that sometimes, like, you go to deposit $200, and then you look, and a computer glitch, and it's mm-hmm. like 2000 and you're like, whoop, no, whoop, whoop. I wish. I feel like that teller's not getting a bonus this year. Probably. Maybe not. We're going to have this. So, but instead of contacting the bank about the deposit, the couple allegedly... Allegedly. Quotes, allegedly. Spent most of the money in two and a half weeks between June 3rd through the 19th. It takes effort to spend that amount of money in that amount of time. That's almost impressive. <laughs> and let's just say their neighbors were noticing and uh-huh. they were stunned. One neighbor said uh, that's kind of shocking with all the procedures the banks have set up. Checking mm-hmm. and double checking and triple checking. There's no way anybody gets away with that stuff. Because both of my sisters work for a bank. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they... I mean, I feel like I, whenever I just open an account, I have to sign like three or four documents. So I'm a little surprised about that too. Yeah. It, and it's one of those things too, where I think back in the day, maybe before there was so much electronic tracking, maybe you could have gotten away with something like this. Maybe. But I just assume that it's, it's so easy to flag unusual activity these days yeah. that. Yeah, someone's going to know something probably sooner rather than yeah. later. I mean, especially if you are that person and you're expecting 120000 in your account and mm-hmm. you notice for three weeks it's not there uh, and you went to the with teller. With my money. Yeah, with my money. Mm-hmm. So, they, what did they use the money on? Tell me. They used it on bills, 
car repairs, cash purchases, and even gave 15000 of it to friends in need of money. They also bought an SUV, two four-wheelers, a camper, and a car trailer. Well, at least there were a few thoughtful things included in there. I mean, they were a little philanthropic given the, you know, somebody who was in need of money. I was thinking to myself, you know, like, if people turned up and they're like, oh, we gave all of it to, you know, orphans in Syria kind of thing, we'd be like, well, technically it's illegal, but we're kind of dicks if we take it back. So. Yeah, <laughs> sort of, but they still got to take it back. Mm-hmm. Another neighbor said, I would check in with the bank first. I'm not that dumb, but some people do stupid things sometimes. Yeah. So once the bank realized its mistake, it transferred the 120000 to the correct account. Mm-hmm. Then it notified the wife on June 20th and told her the couple had to pay back the 107000 in overdraft fees they have occurred, incurred. <laughs> Then on June 21st, the bank called again. So the wife said that she and her husband would work out a payment plan. Mm. But court papers show that those two initial phone calls from the bank, after those phone calls, the couple did not contact them to set anything up, and the bank tried to reach them several times. So they've been arrested on theft felony theft charges. Mm -hmm. When they went to their home, they did not (laughs) see the couple all they got was the, the husband's father. And his response was, I have no idea. I don't even know what's going on. I'm just the dad. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what to tell you. So this kind of surprises me because it sounds like the bank really kind of gave them the opportunity to be like, hey, we the bank screwed up. Yeah, it looks like you spent some money, but just pay back for the overage stuff and we'll call it even. Yeah, we'll call it even. We're not going to take, like, I, it sounds We're not going to automatically arrest you kind of thing. I mean, it sounded like they gave them a chance Uh to make it right, like you said. But then since they didn't, they were like, okay, call the cops. Mm -hmm. And um, they were released on $25,000 bail. So that's more money they got to pay back. I'll say that's that's more money they're overdrawing. (laughs) And legal fees and whatnot. Um... Roll up with cash. And And that's the sad thing, too, is even if they, in theory, just went and returned the vehicles and the trailers and stuff, they're not going to get all their money back because they immediately lose a huge amount of their value. They immediately depreciate. Oh, that sucks. You should have invested in real estate. Real estate. Real estate. Especially, I know the four-wheelers go down. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, all of it goes down. Yeah, y'all screwed. Yeah, they're very screwed. So, yes, you were right. You would, of course, your motivation would be, I hope no one thinks I'm hiring someone to kill Matt. <laughs> but, yeah. Know. I hope no one thinks I'm I'm a paid hitman and or I just, again, I live in fear of getting in trouble in general. And so I just always imagine the worst day of like, oh my gosh, please don't someone free me for the just, See, like, and I, so I would fear about getting in trouble because I would, it would be like, did I? Someone think that I might have, like, went broke into someone's account and transferred it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I didn't do it. I don't know. It just appeared. Uh, just make it go away. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, as long as you're the one to be like, hey, I think there's an issue here. They're probably going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yes. All right. So the second one is, I've seen it floating around about Netflix would start releasing episodes weekly instead of binge dropping. Yeah, I heard a rumor about that. So, did you find out more info? I did find out more info. Tell me. So Forbes, 
uh, did some investigating and hold on. There is a full quote in here from Netflix. I'm in suspense. I'm going there. Sorry, guys. I was going to pull out the quote that explains what's going on. Tell but me, then Brianna started screaming for her bottle. Aww. <laughs> I was like, seriously? You've been asleep this whole time. <laughs> um, so Netflix, so there was an article written by Complex, a website called Complex, where they were claiming that they were going to go to this future uh, change where they're going to drop episodes weekly mm-hmm. instead of binge dropping. So what in reality is Netflix responded directly to that. Saying that, no, no, that's not it. What it is, is they have certain shows that are released weekly due to terms of its licensing deals. And they were saying going forward, some of their new shows coming up were going to be that way. Okay. Do they have examples? So, for example, I love the show, The Great British Baking Show. I just watched that for the first time over the weekend. That's released weekly. Which makes sense because it's a baking competition, and so you want to see who gets eliminated kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So, there's that. They have a new show coming up, Rhythm and Flow. Mm -hmm. So, they're going to release those weekly um, because it's a competition reality show, and they don't want to spoil who the winner will be. Mm. So, it's a lot of those. I'm sensing a theme. A lot of those shows, they also have some Asian shows, they said, because of licensure it says we have to drop these weekly, gotcha. not every day. So, Intel Netflix has no larger plans to switch to this model with its other programming, though it's the subject of some debate of whether that would be a good idea or not. You can make arguments either way, because, I mean, yeah, half of what people love about Netflix is that you can just go and binge without having to wait on stuff. Yeah. But then you go through an entire season or entire show so quickly, then you're like, uh, now what? You're in a void of emptiness. It's like the commercial where you're in a show hole. Yes. The show hole. And you're like, I don't know what to do with my life now. And and they touch on that, too, um, that it would be good because... Then you have people be able to do, like, water cooler conversations, like Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead or some other ones where it's like, did you see the episode last night, blah, 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 instead of binging a whole season. And then you're like, is this good? Is it not good? Mm -hmm. You know. Who's gotten to this point yet? Yes. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. It really does kind of build the... The anticipation yes. and when it's one piece at a time. And also people give their various opinions and ideas mm-hmm. and as it also comes to some of the shows that are like own theories about how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they haven't, the the new, I guess this is based on, I'm actually kind of excited after watching the trailer, but this is based on the latest book series called The Witcher. It has Henry Cavall in it. Haven't heard of it. Um, but it's going to be an eight episode, and that will be dropped all at once. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that, where it's, if it's a competition show, it's weekly. If they have a specific licensure f- deal mm-hmm. where it says you're releasing these weekly, Netflix will do it weekly. If it's something, it seems like if it's their own original series, they're just going to drop it. Yeah, it or if it's something that... Like, it's already been released on ABC, the full season, and they're just uploading yes. the latest one available. Yes, It's correct. all coming at one time. Correct. I remember reading three years ago when they did the Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. 
revival. Yeah. The four, like, big mini movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they had talked about doing them weekly. But the creator, she said, I think the fans would riot. Mm-hmm. So she convinced Netflix to drop all four of them at once. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I think, I don't think it'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. If people want to binge, let them binge. If they don't, then yeah. they're, they're still there. So I remember reading that and she was just like, I think they would just like attack you if you did it one time, one at a time. I'm like, so, no, you're cutting off my supply. I'm tweaking. And, and speaking of binging, that's what I've been doing. Yay. One of my many things mm-hmm. besides feeding and diapering and all that fun jazz. Speaking of fun shows, we've been building this up a lot on this show over the last few months. Guess what airs today? Oh, yeah. I forgot to set mine to record. Shit. Call Marcus. Tonight is the premiere of Uh, A Very Brady Brady Renovation. (laughs) We're both expecting it to be super cheesy, but amazing. And I'm so excited. And I shall bring you weekly reviews of each episode. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to, I'm going to go there and I'm going to be like, listen. (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say how cheesy it is, and um, we're just gonna deal with it, right? It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I'm. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm excited <laughs> because all of the cast members that are still alive are all, also all the kids. Yeah, yeah, the kids. They will be working with the renovations as well. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be. Hopefully, I don't know all the designers that are going to be on that show, but hopefully it's a couple of them that I actually like. Because there's some on HGTV that I'm just like, Mer. I know the Property Brothers are involved. Um, I forget who some of the other ones are. Sorry, I'm not a Drew and Jonathan fan. I'm sorry. I don't dislike them, but they are kind of, to me, they're sort of a holdover from the old uh, HGTV style hosts where they're just like kind of corny and over the top but they are very good at what they do yes they're very good at what they do they're just like you said very over the top yeah so we shall see how this show goes hopefully it will be fantastic i think it'll be i think it'll be good if it's like i'm gonna tell people yeah don't even then we'll turn into a drinking game for you of some kind (laughs) i like what you think Mm -hmm. um any other craps from the internet no that's it Good crap. Oh, yeah. You have not lose lose your touch. Wow. I have not lose my touch. You have not lost your touch while on maternity leave. Yay! Cheers to you. Cheers, Pink. So, girl. I'm a mama three now. I see some, some things have happened since the last time we talked. Yeah, baby was born. So, okay, walk us through it. Because first of all, if, if people haven't heard yet, baby came early. Yes. So, first of all, I'd like to apologize for the, the one episode where I said I don't have babies early. But let me re- clarify. I, record, or I edited that like three days after you gave birth and I just laughed so hard. Yes, myself. and you texted me while I was in the hospital and I was like, well, I shot myself in the foot there, didn't I? <laughs> I need to apologize to my listeners if I offended anyone. But let me also clarify, I was not in labor when I had her. So I meant, like, I don't go in labor early. So 
we had already decided to take a break for mm-hmm. me for recording because yeah. we were like two or three weeks out from me delivering and I, you were yeah. like, we have a ton in the can, take a break. And I'm like, good. Yeah. You're like, I got to get ready for some babies. <laughs> yeah. So I had actually finished up some stuff at the office and I was going to work from home a little bit. So that Monday I worked from home. Everything seemed fine. I felt sluggish. I felt nauseated, but those are pretty common at the end of pregnancy. Yes. Didn't think anything of it. Picked up my kids, made dinner. We went to bed. The next day, I literally finished my work Mm -hmm. before I went to my doctor's appointment. I texted my supervisor and I was like, hey, don't forget, I'm going to my doctor's appointment. I can work a little bit longer tomorrow. She's like, don't worry about it. You've pretty much wrapped up everything as it is. And as I'm leaving, I call my husband and I'm like, hey, honey, do you want to come? Because I was going to have an ultrasound with my doctor's appointment and it would Mm -hmm. be the last ultrasound. And he's missed the last few. And I said, do you want to come? You don't have to really worry about it if you're busy. And he said, well, actually, I'm working at a job that's right down the road from the hospital. So I can be there in 10 minutes. So you just tell me when you're parked and then I'll head over. So Mm -hmm. he comes over. And we're waiting to go into the ultrasound room. And he's like, How, how's work? I said, well, I really don't know what I'm going to do the rest of the week because I've kind of finished up everything. <laughs> so I guess I might could do some some video training and then stuff I've been wanting to do that I've never, you know, got a chance to do. And he's like, well, at least, you, you know, your mind is at ease that you've pretty much finished up everything. And I said, yeah, I think so. I have the ultrasound. She looks good. She's going to be a small baby. Everything's fine. I go to see the doctor. They take my blood pressure. 135 over like 92. Oh, girl. And I was like, what? What do you mean it's high? And she's like, um, we'll check it again after the doctor sees you. So he runs through everything. And I thought maybe he would skip over that. And he comes down and he's like, wait, is that your blood pressure today? And I said, yeah, I don't know why it's <laughs> like that. And she, he's like, let's take it again. And he's like, but we're going to do it manually. So he cuffs me, cuffs it, does it. And it was still like 135 over 90. So yeah. I have had high blood pressure outside of pregnancy. And he said, because I was that close to 39 weeks. He asked me how I was feeling. I said, I just feel sluggish and nauseated. He's, I said, that's how it is at the end of pregnancy. And he said, yeah, but that's also... A sign of hypopressure, too, sometimes. And I said, well, I haven't had any headaches or anything. And, of course, my sweet husband chimes in. You've said you feel dizzy. I'm like, well, yeah, I feel dizzy because I'm just, like, running around like a crazy person. Because the baby's hawking all the blood. The baby's all in the way, and I have two little ones I'm trying to chase. And anyway, so he's like, let's send you over to L&D, Labor and Delivery. Okay. In their ED. And let the nurses and the hospitalist, OB hospitalist, as Mm -hmm. they call it, run some tests. Yeah. He's like, if they let you go home, come back in two days. And he's like, and if it's still high, then I'll just take you to delivery myself. And I said, okay. Okay. (laughs) So this is July 30th, people. I think this, wasn't this like literally the day after I saw you? Yes. Yes. And so this is July 30th. Remember, my other two kids' birthdays are July 3rd and July 15th. Mm-hmm. Remember that, okay? So I get there. I get all hooked up. I look at my husband and I'm like, it's almost four o'clock now. 
with the way traffic is, I said, why don't you, I said, even if they send me home, like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I said, you know, camp closes at six because it was still camp time. Daycare closes at six. Go ahead and go. I'll get my parents on the phone. Well, he was calling my parents, too. We finally got my parents, and we were like, just meet at the hospital. If they let me go, then you'll just take the girls out to eat for dinner, take them home, put them to bed Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Hopefully everything's okay. So he goes off to get the girls. My mom comes. My mom's texting me. We're on our way. And I'm I'm there. And the nurse is like talking to me and we're joking. She's trying to calm my nerves because I'm like, I did not anticipate this. Yeah. Literally the weekend before, two days before, we had our babysitter over at our house all day, mm-hmm. practically, so we could get the last minute things done as far as installing a ceiling fan in her room. I got all the bassinets put up. Mm-hmm. I got all, a part of me was like, I don't want to get all the bottles out. And I was I'll do it. And I got the bottle war- warmer all washed up, like doing that stuff. Yeah. The little things that creep up on you. Finish getting all the small baby clothes out. But the main things we didn't do was I didn't meal prep because I thought I'd have another weekend. And we didn't put the baby car seat in. Mm. And we didn't pack any bags. Uh-oh. Because we felt that we had time. Yeah. yeah. So the nurse is, I'm freaking out. And the nurse is like, it could be okay. And then she looks at the computer and she's like, can you roll on your side? <laughs> and I know that face and I know that tone of voice. The one where it's like. I'm going to try to panic, but something's got to go down I'm going to have a really calm voice, but I'm trying to think through how not to freak you out because you've already been freaked out already. <laughs> that kind of voice. Uh, yeah. That's the same voice I heard when Sabrina went into distress the third time. They, I wasn't dilating anymore, mm-hmm. and they were ripping the cords out of the wall and saying, you need to have a C-section now. Good times. And I was like, shh. I go to my side, and she moves the monitors and, mm-hmm. like, everything okay. And she's like, oh, your baby just did. Oh, she just did that again. And I, she was like, I'm going to go get the doctor real quick. And she, like, steps past the curtain. And all I could think is, is fuck. Because <laughs> I know what's happening. You're like, all right, this baby's coming to that. I mean, a part of me was hoping. So, anyway, so the doctor comes, and she's, like, looking. She mm-hmm. looks at the, you know, the printout. And she sees my blood pressure. By the way, my blood pressure, even though they have me on my side, and they have, like, head down, feet up to, like, help with the blood flow uh-huh. to make baby's heart rate go back to normal. Because mm-hmm. her heart rate was dippity-doing a lot. No, <laughs> My blood pressure was 136 over 92. 136 over 93. It kept going up, kept going up and up and up. And the bottom number is really the one that's the most dangerous. Because that's what flows back out to your body. Yeah. And if that gets stopped up, that's really where the heart attack happens. Um, It's not good. No, it's not good. You can even have a stroke when the bottom number is really high. Mm -hmm. No, please. So, yeah, because I remember when I first got diagnosed, just so I know, when I first got diagnosed with high blood pressure, I was 23. I was having severe headaches and, like, muscle cramps in my arms. And Just I from went, that good oxygen and blood flow. I think. And so I had my blood pressure taken, and it was 160 over 100. And she Ooh. said, you are showing the signs of a stroke. And I Ooh. was in that office for like three or four hours. They made me lay down. They made me take medication. It was crazy. That is terrifying. And I was 23 years old. Girl. 
But my blood pressure is fine right now anyway, but also I'm not on birth control, so. Yeah. That's what probably has caused my blood pressure all this time is the hormones. But it was creeping up. The doctor comes in and she's talking to the nurse. She's looking. She talks to me and she's like, well, considering your history and considering what the baby has done recently, we are going to keep you. And I said, oh, for longer observation? And she's like, no, for delivery. For to get this baby out. And I was like, Where's my phone? <laughs> I've got a lot of people to update. It's like, holy shit. And in my mind, I'm going, holy shit. No one panic. Nobody panic. And in my mind, I'm panicking. And she's and yeah. she's sitting here giving me all this explanation as to why they need to. And it'll be fine because I'm closer to 39 weeks. And she's going to be full term and she'll yeah. be healthy. And I said, I'm fine. Do whatever you need to do for this, for my baby. Like, I want my baby healthy. I'm fine. I said, I just have two other kids. My husband's gone to get them. I'm like, I got logistics to think about. It's all the logistics outside of this hospital room (laughs) that I got to handle. (laughs) The nurse was like, she's a planner. This is a monkey wrench in her life. I was like, yes. Yes. You get me. You get me. I was like, (laughs) I said, I don't want to be the planner. I'm not a very good planner, but somehow it falls on me. So Mm -hmm. I have to, suddenly my anxiety goes to full 20 Uh and all the check boxes. Call Mark. Call my mom. You do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Initiate the sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Push the red button. (laughs) Push it. We have a code panic. We're at code five, level red. <laughs> Basically. We are at level red, DEFCON people. DEFCON. <laughs> DEFCON five. Oh, so did you make a million phone calls and get everything all updated or what was next? So what happened next is um, she's like, I'm going to go call your OB. I'm going to talk to him and see if he agrees with me, but I think he will. She comes back. She's like, yeah, your OB agrees. When was the last time you ate? Because so I had I had two other C-sections. This was going to be a scheduled C-section. So obviously mm-hmm. they were going to do a C-section for this one. And I said, I ate like at like 145 before my appointment. And they were like, well, shoot. Um, her, as long as her heart rate is stabilized at this point, which it has, you're going to have to wait eight hours. That long? Because it's surgery. They want your stomach contents completely empty. Okay. Unless true. it's an what emergency. What time was it at this point? This point it was, well, they wanted me to wait a full eight hours from that 145. So mm-hmm. at this point it was like 630, 645. So I didn't have much longer to go. Oh, okay. I thought they were saying from where we are now, let's wait another eight hours. No. So <laughs> I had like another like four and a half hours to go. Okay. But I was getting hungry. Like You could hear my stomach. Mm-hmm. And the baby was all like, oh, hello. <laughs> Feed me. Mm-hmm. I, I might be little, but I get. I I'm so hungry. I was like, "Can I get one of those popsicles like those women in labor get?" Because I mean, and they were like, "No, you can't. You can't so, even have water." I'm so hungry. They were like, "You can have a little bit of water when we have to, because there's meds that they give you before you have a C-section. They give mm-hmm. you some antibiotics. They give you Tylenol. Uh, <laughs> Treat yourself some water. <laughs> and there's this really nasty, but it works if you have reflux people and you've never had this. Like, mm-hmm. I would drink it because it helps with my, re- it would, because mm-hmm. it works perfectly, but it helps since you're going to be laying flat for so long. Yeah. It helps 
keep the acid from boiling up to then right. and helps with the nausea after anesthesia even if it's if, even if it's uh, the local but it tastes like a salty jolly rancher it tastes like oh, a girl. salty green apple jolly rancher so it's not i mean i like salty and sour stuff but it's a little too much for me but let me tell you it's after you drink it like your stomach you can just feel it just kind of like all the bubbles just sort of yeah, it's like it's alka there. <laughs> just so I got a little bit of water for that. She's like, "I'll let you have a little bit of water," and then she looks at my husband and she's like, "Do you want it?" <laughs> I'm like, "You suck! Oh, you suck! Um, all you people and your food that you can consume." I know. And the poor doctor, she was like trying to talk to me, and I could tell she was like trying to eat her dinner at the same time because she's like half chewing and trying mm-hmm. to like not get me to notice that she's yeah. eating, but. And she did a good job. I just was like, I don't want to make her feel bad. So right after that happened, my mom walks in. Hello. My mom's like, comes from past the curtain. <laughs> her little five footness, like, where's my daughter? And then, Aww. and, and they're like, oh, she's like, oh, I'm just, I'm her mother. I'm here for the emotional support. <laughs> Cause her husband had to go get the kids. And so they sit down and the nurse is like, well, we're going to, we're prepping her for delivery. And my mom's like, oh, we're going to deliver now. Okay. All right. Let's do this. And my mom, who is normally just as angsty and um, anxious as me, uh-huh. was like, we're rolling with it. And I think because it didn't, she was like, it was a blessing this happened the way it did because it gave me and you no time to truly panic. Right. You just ripped the bandaid off. We just ripped it off. Mm-hmm. She's like, did you pack anything? I was like, well, and she's like, Pamela, what have I not taught you in life? And I was like, I had another weekend in my mind. I had uh, another weekend. This is definitely one of those, like, those commercials where it's like, first kid, third kid. <laughs> first kid, you pack it, like, 23 weeks for the hospital. <laughs> Last kid, it's like, eh, just grab some underwear. Let's go. <laughs> So I called Mark and I was like, well, I did sort of start on my bag. And he's like, okay, what's in it? And I said, I have a nightgown. I have two or three changes of clothes. I said, I have, um, you know, just like your essentials. I said, but I don't have my bath stuff packed up. Mm-hmm. So apparently he goes, he grabs that bag and he throws in just like my toothbrush and my toothpaste. And uh-huh. he grabs like my pill thing because yeah. he didn't know if they would give me my medications or not there. So he grabbed that. He didn't grab any deodorant or anything like that. <laughs> so I'm going through it. I'm like, where's my comb? Where's... And I'm like texting my mom. Mom, this is what I need for my house. <laughs> so my poor parents, that night, they came to the hospital. Mark put their car seat, the kids' car seats in their car. And at first, security wasn't going to let them up. Mm-hmm. And the nurse was like, tell them to call on my line mm-hmm. and I'll clear it. So they let him up, and Sabrina was thrilled. She's like, I told you. Now, mind you, like, two or three days before, she's like, I don't really want Brianna to be an August baby. She'll be left out. I want, she needs to be a July baby. So we can celebrate all month long. And I said, hush, she's going to be an August baby. Just hush. Just deal with it. Um, so Sabrina comes up and she's like, I told you she's going to be a July baby. This is so awesome. I'm so excited. This is not helping her, her complex about her having actual magical powers. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I told you it was going to be a girl. Oh yeah, I told you she's going to be a July baby. Oh yeah. Well, she got the girl right both times. Uh-huh. So she really truly thinks that she has like some telekinetic uh-huh. magical power thing. 
And meanwhile, Aurora's terrified because at this point they have the IV on me. They have all the the, all the wires, wires and, stuff. and stuff. And she's like whispering. Aww. And Aurora, if you know her, is not that quiet. No. Except when she's scared. Poor and she's saying, like, Mama, what's happening? And I said, it's okay. It's just an IV. It's giving me fluid so I won't be hungry and thirsty. Mm -hmm. It's giving me some medicine. I'm, it, it's, it's, okay. it's okay. It doesn't hurt. It hurt before them, but it didn't hurt. So my mom, <laughs> I didn't tell them that, but no, my mom was there when they put the IV in. My mom was like, hold my hand. I said, well, I don't want to crush you. And I don't know if anybody, if I've mentioned it or not, but my mom has cancer mm -hmm. and she has such strong chemotherapy. She has like full neuropathy in her hands. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, I have no feelings in my hand anyway, so I ain't going to know if you can break a finger. <laughs> like, like okay. mm -hmm. So she, um, the nurse was smart enough not to put it in my hand. She did it in my forearm. So mm -hmm. that way it's not in the crook of my elbow. But um, so she's like, let's do it in your forearm. She's like, you have a good vein right here. Well, she was just trying to get it mm -hmm. in there. And I was like, my eyes closed, crushing my mom's hand. My mom's like, really, honey? I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, I'm squeezing this one again. <laughs> like, you're not even trying. <laughs> I know. My mom's like, you'll be all right. She's like, I know how bad it hurts. She's like, I've been there. And I know sometimes my mom's like pork gets stuck when they try to clean it before they give her chemo. And she's mm -hmm. like, sometimes that hurts. And she's like, I feel it. She's like, if you got to cry, cry, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, you sign like your five million things of paperwork you yeah. feel like you're buying a house when you're just having a baby <laughs> like can i just get this thing that's in there out there and i had to do double it because i was having a cesarean so it was surgery so yeah. i had to like agree with the anesthesia and blah 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 like yes give me everything <laughs> and then i made the ultimate decision to have my fallopian tubes out to oh, wow. prevent any female cancer because mm -hmm. there has been a lot of studies done recently that ovarian uterine and even cervical cancer begins in the cells in the fallopian tubes. Mm -hmm. So at my age and family medical history, we decided to not just, I decided not to just tie them. I decided yeah. to just have them removed. Also, yeah. they told me there was like a 10% chance that <laughs> the fallopian tubes, after they're tied, they could build a bridge. They could, scar tissue could form them back mm -hmm. together and you could get pregnant again, mm -hmm. either in a ectopic or a full term like a vital pregnancy mm -hmm. and i was like god you don't know my odds mm -mm. Mm -mm. We're, we're, just gonna, we're gonna lock that up right now i was like this baby was supposed to be a july baby i mean an august baby and here like obviously god's laughing like i mean no i'm taking it in my own hands on this one mm -hmm. i'm done so i had to sign like three or four extra pages for that yeah guess take them out no, really take them out no, no really really take no them out. I mean, like even he after like they get Brianna and everything. He's are like, you are you sure? sure? Are you sure? Last time I'm asking. And I was yes. like, yes, final answer. <laughs> so Brianna was really difficult to come out because oh, I, I had that. such horrible scar tissue. I uh. scar bad. And I, he said, he said, there, there are two kinds of people. There are people that have the soft, squishy scar tissue and the people that have concrete. Let me guess what you have. Concrete. <laughs> Yes. Which I knew from the last time when I had Aurora, I had a lot of scar tissue. So I remember so. you saying they had to scrape a lot out during that year. Yeah. And he had to scrape a lot out to get to Brianna. And then um, I kind of got a little terrified when they were like, let's get the vacuum over here. And I'm oh. like, vacuum, vacuum, what? And I'm so like, and you could hear. And they're like, we're just, we got it. We got to have some extra suction to get her out. And 
And then the doctor was like, are you going to cry? Like, he's like, she's breathing. But I, I was like, I just want to hear her cry. And so I finally Aww. gets her to cry. And she's like, quiet, quiet. And they stick her little head over the, the, the cloth. And I look and I'm like, oh, my God, she's so little. She was so tiny. And they go to take her. And Mark goes with her. And. Um, to weigh her and all that stuff. And they're, you know, doing what they got to do to finish me up. Mm-hmm. And they come back and I'm like, how big is she? And they were, and he was like, she's five pounds, 10 ounces. And I was like, that, what? I had babies over seven pounds before. And even the doctor was like, five pounds. Dang. That's <laughs> and, and that's what I had been telling, like, because, you know, again, Pamela and I, like, work with or have worked with a lot of the same people. So I was, you know, saying like, oh my gosh, Pamela had her baby. And. She had, like, a five pounds to change baby. It wasn't a preemie. It's just super tiny. I don't know. I had, like, my first baby, seven, two. My uh-huh. other baby, seven, six. And they both were, like, over 20 inches long. Yeah. Like, Aurora was seven, six and almost 22 inches long. Like, she, yeah. obviously, she was small-ish. Like, she wasn't a nine or ten pound baby. Uh-huh. But she, like, came out in three months clothes. Like, she looked like a yeah. two, three-month-old when she was born. Meanwhile... Brianna looked like a preemie. Brianna is gorgeous, but she she really is just like a little tiny baby doll size. She is a baby doll size. She actually looks exactly like me when I was a baby. I'd say she looks just like her mama. And she looks just like Sabrina did. When actually Sabrina and Aurora look they all look the same as babies. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to show I'm showing I'm going through pictures and stuff and Sabrina's like, Is that me? I'm like, No, that one's Aurora. This one's you, and she's like, God, we do look alike. You gotta start marking them. <laughs> I know, and, and once again, you know, he's holding her, and he's like, the the DNA is very strong with you. And I was like, I don't mean to. Um, <laughs> oops. And it's I, another strawberry blonde. Blue. Yes, she has strawberry blonde, and right now still blue eyes. It could turn green, like their da- her daddy's, but quite possibly It'll be blue. She and I have had a couple of cuddle sessions. She's so sweet. She oh, smells like new baby. Yes. And she is the kind of baby that wants snuggles. Because I had two other babies that didn't want snuggles for different reasons. Sabrina's mm-hmm. just, that's just her nature. And then Aurora with her reflux, she was just like, it hurts too bad. It, she felt, she was one of those that she loved the swing. It mm-hmm. made, I think, leave, like having her tilted and swinging mm-hmm. just a little bit. She was like, after you fed her, put her in the swing, mm-hmm. she felt really good. But so this is my first baby that actually like wants to pass like three weeks old, wants to actually still curl up on my shoulder or mm-hmm. down at the bottom of my lap and just nuzzle in there and getting trapped yeah. under a baby. Almost every time that I've held her for like more than... A minute or two, she's fallen asleep on my shoulder or oh, in yeah. my arms. Yeah, she has fallen asleep on Sabrina several times, which <laughs> Sabrina loves it. How how does Aurora do with holding? <laughs> she's still learning. Uh-huh. She needs to, again, I have Close told, monitoring, I'm sure. Yes, close monitoring. Now we also have to, like, have our hands ready to mm-hmm. cradle the baby's head because she's like, I'm done, and moves her arms out. <laughs> and we're like, no, 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 don't drop the baby. <laughs> um, so we ha- you have to kind of like, here's baby Brianna. And she's like, oh, sweet, and kissing on her. And she's just typical Aurora three-year-old. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Drop the mic. Next. Next. <laughs> so she was born. I'm laying on the table. He's trying to get all the scar tissue. And it seemed like forever. I start panicking. And then he gives me the million, million dollar question. And I'm, and 
So I have said this before, during a C-section, you don't have the pain, Mm -hmm. but you feel them doing Doing stuff. You feel the tugging and Mm -hmm. the pressure and the pulling and the yanking and the, Things are not in the place that they're normally in. Yes. And you know that they're, they're tugging on something. Either it's muscle, organs, Mm -hmm. scar tissue, skin to sew it back. I think that's what would scare me because even though you don't see it, you know it's happening and you're just like, okay, I'm ready for this to be over. I'm ready and, for this to be over. And literally the curtain is like right there. At the, well, and plus I'm short, so yeah. I'm sure someone much taller would be further down. But it's like at the base of my neck uh-huh. is the curtain and yeah. it's just my arms. So it's my head, that, and I'm just like, like I feel like a filleted fish. Aww. I mean, I just do. Yeah. And I start panicking, and then the nurse and ethicist is like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm freaking, because I, I, I just wanted Mark. Mm-hmm. I wanted him back in there. I was crying during the C-section, because I was like, I didn't plan this. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to have a July baby. Yep. Meanwhile, he's thrilled, because July 30th is my mother-in-law's birthday. Aww. So she shares my mother-in-law's birthday. My mother-in-law is also thrilled. And he's just thrilled to just have his third baby girl mm-hmm. and i'm okay and he's just talking me through it and he's my one person that can get me through my panic stages mm-hmm. so here i am crying and he's not there and i'm like i just want my husband can yeah. you and they're like well he's got to stay with the baby and i'm like <laughs> and she's like how about i give you a little something we're past the bad part the baby's out why don't i just take gives you give you something take the edge off i'm like sounds good <laughs> and so he's like all right, final time. Are you sure about taking my tubes out? And I was like, I don't want to ever do this again. Take out whatever you want. (laughs) And he's like, I'm taking that as a yes. And he does it. And she shoots me with the um, anti-anxiety stuff. And I was out. Mm. I felt good. And apparently he was talking to me the whole time Ah. and I was responding, but he said, you were kind of out of it. I guess he was telling me about how bad my scar tissue was and like why it was taking so long. And I was just all like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm well aware. Uh (laughs) It's equivalent to me drinking this wine right now. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. After all, good. Uh uh-huh. So baby Brianna was born. Mm Mm-hmm. I got wheeled to recovery. And did skin to skin on her and just just loved on her. And it was about 1 in the morning before I got in my room. And then at 6 a.m. they come rolling in saying, you got to sit up. Because <laughs> after you have a C-section, six hours later, they want you up, walking, and in a chair. Bah. Which I understand why, because they have all good medical reasons, but you're still just like... <laughs> well, it's a show like the anesthesia wearing off and stuff, like yeah. the spinal wearing off and making yeah. sure you can walk mm-hmm. and um, other yeah. things. But, yeah. How, how was that, uh, those first few minutes of getting to hold her? Because that's the thing, too, is when you get a C-section... You can't hold right away, I'm sure. Yes. No, you can't. You can't. With Aurora, because... With Aurora... I was having a full-on panic attack, uh-huh. so they put her over the thing and laid her literally on my chest uh-huh. to put make my blood pressure go down. Because mm-hmm. skin-to-skin, it's not just the baby's blood pressure. It can also regulate yeah. the mom's. And it made mine just drop, and I calmed down because I just needed... Just you needed, just needed the baby. I just wanted my baby. 
And so they gave me the the drugs this time because he the baby was already gone, and I guess they were going to take her check check her out or something. Mm-hmm. And so when he he laid her on me, I would just started crying. Aww. I was so happy. He has a picture of me holding her. I look so friggin' rough, but I didn't care. Like, but they, you're so happy. I was just so happy. I was just cradling her, and she had the tiny little head, and all that. And all I just kept saying was like, "She's like a peanut, like she's a little baby." So little. Little. I was like, "How did I have such a tiny baby?" <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, all my other babies were so huge. <laughs> and then I was like, I ate all the friggin' time. <laughs> I'm a little peanut, short and stout. <laughs> Not even stout, short and cute. <laughs> yes, she's very cute. Um, but she is doing well, and in a month's time, she's already gained one pound and fifteen ounces. Get a girl. So she's nearly the size of a newborn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's almost. Well, at her one month visit, she was almost seven pounds, and the doctor was very happy, and mm-hmm. she grew a quarter of an inch from nineteen inches to. 19.25, so... Yeah, she's gorgeous. She is tiny, guys. I don't know what to do. I called my mom up. She found some yard... Like, she had, like, actual newborn sizes that were baby doll clothes, but my gir- my girls never really played with them, and mm-hmm. so she actually washed them and brought them over. Because I only had, like, all of, like, maybe three newborn sizes, because yeah. Sabrina was in it for, like, a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And Aurora never got to wear them, because she was... Already in a three-month size when she, yeah. I brought her home. she was long. Oh, like, her torso was a little bit longer. So right? long. She was so long, and she had super long legs. Yeah. So, like, just buttoning the three months mm-hmm. was getting a little tight. By the time <laughs> she was, like, two weeks old, I was like, really? Like, she didn't have the belly pudge. Like, Sabrina had the belly pudge. Mm-hmm. She had, like, this long torso where I'm just like, are you serious? But then, like, the shirt would just, like, sag. Aww. So, they're all a little different, and Brianna is very much tiny. My girls think that she's, like, a little baby doll, too, but they mm-hmm. love her. Aww. They love to talk to her and kiss on her, and they really want to be able to just go and pick her up by themselves, but we've... We've caught them trying a couple of times, and we're like, not until her neck is really developed, honey. Mm-hmm. It's not that we think, like, we had this fight last night with Sabrina, and I said, it's not that we think you want to hurt her. It's just so easy to do. It, yes, what I should have said it that way. I said, but I should have said it that way, but yeah. <laughs> I said it more like, but her neck, like, her head's too wobbly. You might hurt her. Yeah. Completely unintentionally, but she's really tiny. I said, you see how mommy and daddy gently put her in her bed or her bouncy seat and Mm -hmm. we gently pick her up, you know, to feed her and stuff. I said, Mm -hmm. we have to have like pillows under our arms to give her her bottle. And so I think it finally clicked because she Mm -hmm. was just like so upset. She's like, daddy's going to ground me. He's going to spank me. And I was like, no. No, he's not. And it's hard because, you know. It's a life lesson. I feel like it's just, it's not her wanting to be defiant. It's just, I want to cuddle my baby sister, so. She wanted to take her out of the bouncy seat and lay her on the play mat. And daddy was, a daddy was, I guess, doing something with Aurora. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't happening fast enough. And she just thought, well, I'm six. I can pick her up. Mm -hmm. Which the nurses, before we left the hospital, said, your six-year-old is probably going to do that. And we said, "We we, we think she will, too. We've talked to her. We'll keep an eye on her. 
My biggest thing is Aurora wants to, like, show her things, but she tries to show her, like, inches from her face. And I'm like, don't put things that close to the baby's face. Mm -hmm. Like, and she wants to, like, play ball or she wants to get our attention. And her act of jealousy is to throw things. And she's almost hit the baby twice. Mm -hmm. It's not so good. While someone was holding the baby. So Mm -hmm. we've, we've had to fight that battle. But there's no jealousy towards Brianna. They love her. They help me with her. I like sometimes Mark will be like, Hey, take the bottle to mommy to feed her. Or I'm like, Hey, can y'all run up to her room and grab me some more diapers downstairs mm-hmm. and bring them downstairs? And I'm like, yeah. And they like fight each other on who's going to. I'm like, y'all just divide them up. Like, just bring some. I don't care who brings them down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can I give you the wipe? Does she need diaper cream? You know, they're fascinated when I give her a bath. Mm-hmm. So, but they're like, when will she start to do more? <laughs> When does she do tricks? Like, when will she start? And she's just now starting to coo. And uh-huh. she has the cutest coo. She's all, like, laying there. She's like, oh, ooh. Like, she's howling. I think she was grunting in her sleep the other day. It was yes. so cute. And she's starting to <clears throat> smile at us, like, with, not in her, just in her sleep, but mm-hmm. smile at us, back at us over things. And so that, it, she's starting to smile at her sisters. And that's kind of rewarding them that, like, mm-hmm. oh, she knows us and she loves yeah. us. But it's hilarious watching her in her bouncy seat if Aurora's like running by screaming. She's all like, What the? <laughs> <laughs> like looking for her. Like, this is monster running around. And yesterday my parents came over for lunch and my mom thought it was hilarious. She was like, Anytime Aurora starts hollering, she starts looking. She's like, But she don't jump or anything. She's like, She got used to that. It's like, in your belly. What's that y'all going on about? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. That makes it crazy. She does cry, but she's not like, a screaming baby. Mm-hmm. She is loud. She was very quiet in the hospital. And Mark kept saying, oh, she'll probably be a quiet baby. Oh, she probably won't cry that much. And I'm like, will you, you shut don't up? Jinx I'm like, you're going to jinx it three days in. I'm like, I'm going to kill you. Just I just looked at him and I was like, you had to say something, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, well, at least we know her lungs are really good and strong now. I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you up at 2 a.m. feeding her? No. Though he does on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So. I'll say Pamela's doing the East sad look right now. Mm. It's a little bit of the, I dare you to say something else. Because yeah. <laughs> this has gone so well for you already. Let's well, add more. Yeah, yeah, keep talking. Keep mm-hmm. digging mm-hmm. that hole. Um. And so I took her one month picture and put it on Facebook, which the, my doctor said during the postpartum. He was like... I love the sketchy grin she's giving you or like the side eye. And I said, well, it runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Yes. She has East, the East side look down pack too. her and Aurora. Sabrina just, just tells you off. Like mm-hmm. there's no mean look in her face. She just tells you, she just looks at you and she's just like, you're stupid or she whatever. Looks at you and pin- pinpoints your weakness and makes you feel terrible about yourself. Yeah. She gets that really well from my mom's side of the family. <laughs> But yes, she is here. I have a third July baby, and you're a family of five. We're a family of five, and as my husband figured out that our children's birthdays also go in their birth order, so July third, July fifteenth, July thirtieth. I didn't think about that. That's true. Babies. 
Well, did she arrive on the 30th or the 31st? 30th. She came at 1017 on That's the 30th. That's probably a good thing that you did get rid of your uh, fallopian tubes, because there's still one day in July left that you could have had another one. Shush. <laughs> well, they're gone, so my blood pressure's mm-hmm. good because I ain't taking no birth No control. more eggs are going to the market anymore. Nope. Apparently, they just dissolve into your body, so. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Well, I'm very excited for you guys, and I'm very jealous of the fact that you can enjoy adult beverages now. <laughs> I am glad that he's going to be born. I just let it slip. Yep. I found out I'm having a boy. It's a boy. I'll tell y'all later on the, the name that we've picked out, but yeah, it's going to be a boy, so we're super excited. But yeah, so he'll be born like a couple weeks before Christmas. So it will be nice having to have the holiday season and have a drink here and there and that kind yes. of thing. But you also are in the same boat as me as both of your kids will have December birthdays. Mm-hmm. We're clump, clumpy birthdays. We're clumping birthdays. Well, thanks for telling us all about the birth of baby Brianna. Well, as my dear husband Mark said, it would not be me if it didn't turn into a spectacle. <laughs> because... Murphy's Law. And I don't know why I didn't think of it. If anything can go wrong, it will go wrong when it comes to me. So, I mean, it wasn't wrong. But, but it but it, all, it, it was just unplanned. Unplanned. And it came out to a good resolution. My it girls did. did great at my parents. I swear those nurses at that hospital are just phenomenal. And I went home three days later. I'm still very sore. Soft tissue damage. I definitely have soft tissue damage. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, thank, thank you for telling us all the story. And it's so yeah. good to like be back in the studio together finally. Yes. We're going to be continuing our every other week schedule for the foreseeable future. Just I guess the remainder of the year because you're going to be going to yeah. too. And it's just easier for right now. Yeah. But we're going to have some fun stuff planned. And yeah, if there are any other big announcements, we will definitely let you guys know. So until next time, I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is by Yov Aliagon. Be sure to check out the Motherhood on Tap page on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps to get the word out about the show. You can subscribe and follow Motherhood on Tap on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other podcast apps. If you have questions or funny stories, you can email us at motherhoodontap at gmail.com. Partner with us on Patreon.com for special bonus episodes and help keep this podcast and the two of us in business. Till next time. time.